0: Hi, right, it's semi-final time here on India on 99.94. India, of course, up against England in the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup. And a very special episode from us here today, uh, previewing that and also uh, touching on New Zealand versus Pakistan as well. As always, I'm your host, Nikesh Raghani, BBC and SEN Cricket Commentator, alongside Sarah waris of wisdom and Sarah just before we kick off the episode um, for those of you listening to us on podcast on the audio version um, you just jump on YouTube if you get a chance and, and have a look just so you know what we're talking about Sarah how, how's the moustache coming along you can see uh, my, my effort for Movember there is it more Merv Hughes mm-hmm. David Boone Mitch Johnson
1: I've heard this is the first time that you you are growing a mustache yeah so how does it feel for you? It feels
0: weird. it feels a bit prickly at the moment it's It's kind of at that stage now we're we're eight days in to November, and um it's it's gone beyond just normal stubble It's kind of not quite mm. mustache where I can comb it or anything like that or oil it or you know groom it in any way. Not that I've got any of those products anyway, but it's just got that kind of weird prickly kind of itchy stage but all for a good cause uh, for the November men's health charity so I'll give that a little plug before we get into the episode uh, if you follow me on any of my socials or if you just jump on there and if you don't follow me um just uh, have a look at the links that I've been posting and uh, any donations are welcome uh, going a, a good way actually towards uh, getting to my target at the moment so uh, thanks uh, to all those who have supported so far um, but right, enough about me and uh, my Merv Hughes impersonation, uh, and and on to uh, other matters in Australia, Sarah. Because uh, it's it's been a long time coming. Uh, India had the group stage of the T20 World Cup last time around last year, and uh, this time, group winners into the semi-finals up against a very strong England side. So we're going to talk uh, all things India versus England to kick this one off. Um, and just before we look into the matchups as well, have you seen that there's there's injury concerns on both sides, aren't there? Because Roy Charma was hit on the hand in the net session uh, today. Earlier on today, as we're speaking, he then went off for some treatment. Did come back and was facing throwdowns. Looked to be okay, which is a good sign. Or is it a good sign? I don't know. Lots of people might be thinking uh, it might be better off putting someone else opening the batting. But, you know, he's the skipper. You don't want to change your captain so late in a crucial match in this tournament. And then from the England side as well, David Milan is most likely going to miss the match. He's pretty much ruled out. Mark Wood has missed training as well. That could be a massive blow, and that could be a big advantage for India as well. Uh, Lots happening, isn't there? Yeah,
1: especially, you know, Mark Wood speeds, uh, uh, especially coming, facing uh, the Indian openers, facing someone of Mark Wood's speed, I think they would be giving a sigh of relief if he was to eventually, you know, miss the semi-final tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and uh, Roy Sharma as well. I mean, that that was a concern. I don't know if you've seen the videos, uh, everyone who's yeah. sort of watching us and, and listening to us, but jump online, have a look at, I mean, Bharat Sundaresan's posted uh, some videos as well. Uh, Beastie Boy, our, our good friend here on 99.94, um, so go and have a look at you know exactly what happened, and then the fact that he carried on that net session as well. Uh, have you sort of heard anything? Have you seen anything to suggest that this is more serious than uh, we perhaps think?
1: Uh, I just saw a video later, or uh, from Bharat, and he was back in the nets. Rohit Sharma was back in the nets, so hopefully, yeah, he's good to go. I was secretly hoping, you know, that Virat Kohli can become the captain if Rohit was was to miss (laughs) out tomorrow. You know, Kohli becomes the captain, and what he couldn't achieve. Go on and you know, hopefully achieve that for India. Uh, this is, but, ladies yeah, and
0: gentlemen, this you know, is yeah. Sarah <laughs> Warris who uh, was calling for Virat <laughs> Kohli to be dropped from the T20. Twi- she wasn't the only one, though. I, I sort yeah. of suggested that as well just a few months ago. I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it, what a difference a few yeah. months makes? We're all calling for Kohli to to take over the side now. If if that happens, it he won't was happen, the, uh, of course.
1: Player of the month, yeah. Player yeah, of the ICC, month, ICC player of the month, player of the month yeah. Yeah. first
0: time that Virat Kohli has uh, won that accolade. It's not been going that long, though, to be fair. And um, But even if Roy Sharma was to be injured for the semi-final, it would be Kale Rahul who would step in. He's the vice-captain. And I don't think that would be the most inspiring thing for this side. We've talked about his leadership before. Look, he's in decent form with the bat now, so just, just let him concentrate on that. And uh, if worst was to happen, then... Uh, Hopefully they'd look at other options, but I don't think they would. He's the vice Mm -hmm. captain. So let's just hope that uh, Roy Sharma is fit and and can fire because that has been an issue, hasn't it? Let's talk power play, right? Because going into this semi-final, India, I mean, you know, the whole build-up to the World Cup has been about intent, that word, intent, at the top of the order. We've not seen that really translate into runs for any side in this competition consistently, have we? Conditions have been difficult. There's been a lot of rain around. There's been moisture. The ball's been swinging. There's this new Kookaburra ball as well, with the new stitching. So that's been sort of favouring the opening bowlers as well, get that extra couple of overs of movement there. So it's not been easy. There's been some good bowling. Uh, obviously, all the teams have done great planning on on how to bowl, which areas to bowl to, particular batters at the top of the order. And there's the nerves of playing in a World Cup as well. It's not like playing in meaningless bilateral series time and time again, where you can just afford to give it a go and, and go all hell for leather early on. There, there is that pressure that if I get out, then I'm going to put pressure on the rest of uh, the middle order as well. So there's there's all those factors which come into play. But against a side like England, I mean, it's, it's basically the England blueprint that India have been looking to before this World Cup and, and all these sides really... England, the side that started that under Owen Morgan, that we just go for it, and if we lose wickets, we keep going for it. Sometimes we'll lose, most of the time we'll win, and we'll score big scores, and you know, smash it in the power play as well. And we're looking to get at least, you know, sixty, seventy off those first six overs. That is more crucial, I feel, in a game against England because they're going to do it. Alex Hales and Jos Butler at the top of that order, they're going to do that, and if they do it you need to make sure that you do it as well, especially if you're batting first and you're setting a total. And I think that's that's the one big concern I've got going into this semi-final. You you agree with that?
1: Yeah, uh, last uh, episode I said that I'd be happier facing England in the semi-final. Just, you know, uh, going through points and looking at uh, everything. I was like, why did I even say that? Because England are uh, a very dangerous team and yeah, it begins right from the uh, top. So India have a strike rate of 95 in the power play, 95, not even run a ball, in the power play in this T20 World Cup, which is uh, third worst uh, only in Namibia and Zimbabwe are below them and england um, yeah as you said it's not been the most uh, like it's not been a very high scoring tournament uh, but england have a strike rate of 125 which is not uh, like the best like if you just look at it but it's still the second best in the tournament south africa just uh just ahead uh of england so you know uh, there's a difference of 30 runs right there, uh, right there in the power playovers, which is huge. And uh, I would say that, you know, how the two teams approach the power play is going to decide the batting power play is going to decide uh, the match, uh, especially, you know, K.L. Rahul strike rate of 88 in the power playovers, Rohit Sharma's strike rate of 89 in the power playovers. Uh, yeah. He's spoken a lot about be uh, batting with aggression and intent uh, and everything. It's been hard. The conditions have been very tough, uh, but you know, just they've not even seen through. Um, they've not even stitched together an opening partnership that has lasted the entire um, six overs. So you know, that's what makes uh, Virat Kohli's uh, performance in this tournament even more impressive. That you know, he's had to when the other openers have struggled almost you know, like a makeshift opener, so to say. He's come in, seen of the new ball, and then, you know, just uh, scored the runs. Uh, and in comparison, you know, Roy Sharma, we spoke about strike rate of 89. It's not even been the best tournament for captains. Joss Butler, on the other hand, has a strike rate of 132, which is the best amongst uh, all captains. So, you know... Um, I think uh, the power play overs and especially how the two captains score—it's that's going to um, like define where the match is headed, at least up front.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's crying out for a Rohit Sharma fifty, isn't it? This this semi final. If if there ever was a time for your captain to play a captain's knock, this is it. Semi final, um, new captain as well. First ICC tournament for Rohit Sharma. As a permanent leader, and um, yeah, it's the the stage is set. I mean, that makes it even more crucial, though, the way India's top order has been playing. That the top two, in particular, um, apart from maybe the last couple of games of of Kail Rahul, but that partnership between the top two hasn't fired. And the middle order I mean, if it wasn't for the likes of Kohli and and Sky, in particular, coming in there, and Hardik shown flashes as well in the Pakistan game. He started well and. And, you know, we've, we've seen flashes of, of good stuff from Hardik Pandya as well. We know what he can do down there. Rishabh Bunts probably going to be in the side as well. We'll come on to that yeah. in a minute, whether it's him or DK. But that middle order becomes so much more crucial. And it just shows how good India's middle order has been. Because even in the last game against Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. they never looked like getting to 186 for a long, long time. And it took a very special innings from Sky. Sixty-one of twenty-five to get them there in the end. I mean that that is a special innings by anyone's standards, and the shots he was playing, and the innovation he was using, and proper three hundred and sixty stuff, and those you know those scoops over fine leg, just absolutely brilliant. But if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for Virat Kohli's miracle against uh, Pakistan in that first game as well. India would really be struggling and again yeah. it would be that top order batting which has been getting them into trouble time and time again so i mean it's there's a lot of pressure on the middle order isn't there once more
1: yeah um Yeah, Hardik Pandya and Virat Kohli still don't have the best strike rate in the middle overs in this tournament. Virat Kohli strike rate 118, Hardik Pandya 107 in the middle overs. It's only Surya Kumar Yadav with a strike rate of 170, you know, who comes in and just um, takes takes off the pressure on everyone and goes after the bowling. And uh, India do have the best strike rate in the death overs in this tournament. Um, And that's got... A lot to do with Surya Kumar Yadav. And what I'm afraid of is, you know, especially um, Virat Kohli has his struggles against spin. Rohit Sharma has his struggles against spin. Uh, This is going to be a used pitch for the semi-final, which I know has its own criticism. Why are you using a used pitch? So, you know, uh, if Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma are batting together in the middle overs, Adil Rashid, Mohen Ali, even Liam Livingstone, you know... uh, they could just tie down the um, the batters, and that's why Sky becomes even more crucial because he can just go after everyone and everything. And right now, I don't see that there's any weak point. But then, I what I'm afraid of is you know the law of averages catching up on him. That's just an Indian fan in me talking. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. I uh, and even Hardik Pandya, he does struggle against a uh, high pace. So, you know, that's one area where England could go and um attack him with high pace. Well, pacing. you
0: mentioned the strike rates there from from Kohli and, and Hardik and those middle overs. I suppose part of that is their style of, of sort of settling yeah. in and then teeing off. But also they've been coming in in pressure situations time and time again. I mean, Kohli yeah. usually comes in... When either one or two quick wickets uh, have been lost early on and he's there having to rebuild the inning, Sky just does what he wants and just comes in and starts hitting from ball one. So that's, he's on a different planet. But then, you know, Sky a couple of times has done that, like against Pakistan 15 off 10. It was a little cameo, but then gets out. And then again, the pressure on somebody like a Hardik Bandia coming in after that. So, you know, part of it could be to do with that. But um, yeah, some interesting matchups. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how India go about um, sort of tackling those England threats. And we'll discuss some of those matchups after this short break. You're listening to Cricket's
2: Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We
0: speak cricket. So those matchups that we talked about then, you, you touched on it there. It's a used pitch in Adelaide. And <laughs> it's amazing to think, I mean, growing up, to even suggest that England had a decent spin bowling attack first and foremost. It was outrageous because they just had basically dibbly-dobbly bowlers who could turn it in South Asia maybe, but weren't really a big threat, sort of slow spinners. And, you know, they didn't get that bite and that spit, and there wasn't really any skill or mystery about any of them. But it's a better spin bowling attack than India and that that is outrageous yeah. and and it's just the way it's been i mean they've got Adil Rashid's world class um you know he's a world cup winner for god's sake and and he was a big part of England winning that 2019 world cup you know whether you think they won it or not you know whatever yeah. but he he was a big part in them winning <laughs> that trophy and Moeen Ali you know he's not necessarily a frontline spinner mm-hmm. but he he's very sort of flexible in terms of where he can bowl. He can bowl in the power play, does that quite often in the IPL and for England. And, you know, doesn't necessarily have to bowl the four overs, but, you know, such a clever bowler as well, particularly to left-handers coming round the wicket and that one that slides on and the odd one that straightens as well. And Liam Livingston can bowl leggies and offies as well. And and with Moen and Liam Livingston, the advantage they've got as well, England, is that they're both all-rounders. So they're both primarily in the side for their batting especially livingston mm-hmm. and even moen to an extent he he has more of an impact with the bat for england than with the ball these days in t20 cricket but you know they they're more than useful um with the ball as well and and they could cause all sorts of problems they could potentially as i said in the previous episode bowl 12 overs between them if they needed to and if the pitch was conducive to their kind of bowling as well so that's going to be another difficult challenge. I mean, there is the advantage that, you know, people like Hardik would rather face a Moen Ali than a Mark Wood. So there there is that kind of um, aspect to it as well. There is also the fact that Mohen's a an off-spinner. India predominantly a team full of right-handers. And even if Rishabh Bunt does play, Rishabh Bunt's got a great record against Moen in the IPL as well. He's taken him down numerous times in the IPL. So... There is that advantage as well. How, how do you see that battle going between England's spinners and India's uh, India's batters
1: there? Yeah, but just stats, you know, um, Virat Kohli has a strike rate of around 106 against Adil Rashid. He's been dismissed by him a number of times, even against... Do you remember um, the eyes?
0: Well, I think it was at Edgbaston where he just got bowled by an absolute ripper and that meme with his eyes just wide open, like, what the hell happened there? Yeah. Know, a magic yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, spin has always been, even in the IPL, we saw, you know, how spin uh, turned out to be, you know, especially Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli's nemesis, so to say. Even you spoke about Rishabh Pant. Rishabh Pant uh, doesn't have the best record against um, left, uh, slow left-arm spinners, uh, strikes at... Uh, better record in the IPL, but has a strike rate of around 90-95 against them in T20. So, you know, uh, the overall middle order is not very well, uh, like, they don't tackle spinners as much as we would have liked. Again, you know, Sky is the only one who has a better, uh, the best uh, strike rate among all the players in the top seven, and... It it just becomes crucial, you know, his place and his role tomorrow just becomes even more crucial. And yeah, on the other hand, you spoke about India spinners. So India spinners, how do you see that going? Like, should Akshar Patel play Akshar Patel? But then the England have a lot of left-handers, and if if he's not going to bowl, then uh, should you get in Chehel or you know? Um, I just hope they don't get in Deepak Huda because. Oh, I somehow don't think he gives that much confidence, especially, you know, he's a top-order player. Yeah, so I mean, if look, if, if, if
0: there was a way to get him into that top order, then potentially because he could be like a third spinner. Um, I think Ashwin plays just because of the experience and the fact he's hmm. been doing well. Um, yeah, I think I think Aksha might might go. But the only issue with that is that the bat? Who would you bat at seven? Does Ashwin yeah. come in and bat at seven then? And and then who are you going with at eight? Is it Bouvier at eight? I mean, that makes it look really light in the batting department, mm. doesn't it? I think Jahel has to play just simply because England, you know, historically don't play that well against, uh, you know, high quality leg spinners. Um, and, and that's just a fact. And, you know, if Milan doesn't play, then there could be another right-hander in the top order. It depends who comes in. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love Jael and even Chahel against left, left left-handers, you know, he's got a good googly. He can slide it across them. He can make it difficult for them. He's always looking for wickets as well. And and this is a match where you're going to find it difficult to contain a side like England because they're just going to keep Mm. going for it. Wickets is the way to do that. I think, taking wickets putting them under pressure getting into that lower order as quickly as you can getting them five six seven down with five overs still to spare if they're seven down then that's the time where you can put the squeeze on them i don't think just trying to bowl economically or firing in darts like aksha does is the way to go because a he's very hittable as we've seen in this tournament on australian pitches especially and there's no mystery about him so and he, he's not He's not that wicket-taker. He's in test cricket, yes, in Indian conditions, on spinning wickets. He is a brilliant wicket-taker in that. He's got a phenomenal record in his short test career so far and wickets that suit him and suit that style of bowling. On Australian pitches, you need somebody like a Chahel. We've seen Shane Warne be so successful on these pitches. Murali's been successful. You need people who can turn it on any surface. Ashwin, OK, he's he's not going to rip it, but he's got those little subtle variations, the variation of pace, the caram ball. He's got enough in his armoury to be successful in these conditions in white ball cricket. Jahail, I think, has as well. He can give it a good rip on pretty much any surface and he's always, always looking for wickets. And I think that's the only way to to halt the England batters, I think, is is to take wickets. But then if you pick Jehel. How are you gonna make up for the uh, the batting frailties there? Because Ashwin at seven, and then that's that's a long tail, isn't it? It's too long a tail, I think. Yeah. The way India's top board has been performing as well, it's been inconsistent. KL's not really done it against any you know top Strong top side. side. <laughs> yeah. So if he fails, if Rohit fails, you're two down early on. You're already into numbers three and four, potentially in the power play. And then they have to play differently because they've not got the confidence mm. in the lower order as well. So it's a difficult one. I mean, do you find a place for Harshil Patel? But then who do you drop? Can you, you can't drop anyone, can you? Because Bhuvi's been bowling mm. so well. The, the seamers sure have been but... brilliant. Bhuvi, Shami and Ashdeep are undroppable at the moment. So it's, yeah. it's really, and really even... difficult.
1: Yeah, and even with Pant, uh, DK, Pant is coming in. Everyone is talking about, you know, how he's a big match player, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But Pant um, wasn't even in the team till two matches ago and doesn't have the best T20 record. Like, we all thought that, you know, T20s will be his best format, but he's not had much of an, much of an impact in this format. Been more of a test special, not test specialist, you know, a match winner in test cricket more than he has in... 20s probably you know the pressure of leading Delhi capitals in the IPL uh, has probably you know kind of uh, made him go the KL Rahul route uh, unfair to say but probably you know just being the stat padder uh, had a decent IPL this year but yeah so there's the uh, technically it's just you know relying on um, Virat Kohli and Surya Kumar the Hardik Pandya not done a lot ex- except that match against Pakistan. So yeah, it's just um, fears are real. And uh, also another thing is that England did struggle against you know uh, spin against Sri Lanka. So yeah, I would probably get in an extras. I would get in jail at the risk of batting death because. Yeah, I think they have
0: to go that way just to have the strongest possible bowling attack. And they've got to back their batters. And Roy Sharma, you, you've got to show up now. You've, you've got to get some runs. And, and Kale, you need to continue as well because that's the only way. Getting off to a good start with the bat. If India lose two early wickets, it could be game done unless you see some absolute fireworks and, and you know stuff from Kohli and Sky once again. Because they've relied on them to so much throughout this tournament. But then if you're only batting really like specialist batters down to six, and then you've got your all rounder in inverted mm-hmm. commas in Ushwin at seven and bouvier all right, I can hold a bat, but he's, he's not a batter in this format. So he's, he's a tail ender as far as I'm concerned um, in this format. So your tail starts at eight. So yeah, it's it's, it's difficult yeah. to find the right combination. Um, but I think they, they've they got to get Jael in there and they've got to just hope their top order fires, basically. Um, and they've got a better chance, haven't they, without the likes of Mark Wood, like we mentioned, if Mark Wood was to miss out. Missed yeah. training, of course, you know, two days out from the game, so he's still got a little bit of time. Um, we'll see. I think Mark Wood might play, though. I, I think they might be wrapping him up <laughs> yeah. in cotton wool. He'll play. He's been Psychological brilliant.
1: Psychological games. Yeah,
0: he's been brilliant. Sam Curran's been brilliant as well. I mean, they've got lots of lots of options with the ball, haven't they? Chris Wokes again, another
1: Ben Stokes
0: doesn't let them down. Stokes as well. I mean, Stokes is is the weak link, I think, with the ball in this format of the. I think mm. Stokes might be the weak link as a player in this format because they just can't fit him in. He if Milan, I think what might suit them is if Milan doesn't play. And Stokes bats at three. Because Stokes, I mean, even the Rajasthan Royals can't fit him in their side, really. I mean, he's a great cricketer. He was player of the season when he was playing for Pune um, a few years back in the IPL. He's obviously one of the greatest players in the world. But I don't know, as a T20 cricketer, he's, there's, there's no sort of role that he easily fits into. He's not really an opening batter. He's not really a number three either. But if you're going to pick him, you probably need to get him at the top of the order with the bat, and then with the ball, just looks more hittable than the others. Really, um, I mean, we we saw what Carlos Brathwaite did a few years ago when he came on to bowl that fine lower. That was a bit of a freak, but you know he's he's he doesn't really look the biggest threat with the ball. So I think that if Stokes if Stokes, he might not bowl, Stokes might not if they bowl three spinners four overs each. Yeah. If it's that kind of pitch, Stokes might not need to bowl as well. So maybe get him up at number three and see how he goes there and see if he's uh, any more destructive. If he comes in early on, maybe in the power play and, you know, maybe that's his best role in this side as well. But yeah, they've, they've got a really well gelled, well-rounded team England, haven't they? And and uh, there's no, not many weak links.
1: Yeah. Uh, quick question. Um, what does India look to do if they win the toss tomorrow? Use pitch, but I would still say that uh, chasing is their strength. So what should... I'm expecting that India lose the toss because it somehow always happens in crucial moments. They lose the toss, but what yeah. should happen if they win the toss? I,
0: I think in a game like this, they, they need to chase and they need to back their bowlers early on because... I don't think it's going to be, again, one of those pitches where the captain doesn't quite know what would be a good score, batting first, because it's a used pitch. You know, slightly unfamiliar conditions for both sides, even though I know India have played there, but, you know, given the nature of the pitch, you just don't know what would be good and how hard you need to go early on and all those types of things. I think with the way India are playing at the moment, they need that target on the board. They need to know exactly how many runs they need off those 20 overs i don't think batting first is going to go very well um mm-hmm. because what what's going to happen if if india bat first and mark my words if if we wake up tomorrow morning and in india Lose the toss, they're sent in to bat first, or they win the toss. I mean, Rohit likes batting first, doesn't he? So he might well do that. If they bat first, they're gonna, Roy's gonna think, right, we need to get back to going hard and all this stuff. And they'll lose two wickets in the power play, it'll be done. The match will be 10 over. For three. The match, yeah, <laughs> even 10 for two. And then Kohli will take time, Surya Kumar. Might hit a few shots. He'll probably get out early. You know, law of averages and all mm-hmm. that. it will be hard if they can veer out for about ten overs, and they'll just be ticking it along, and and they just won't get enough runs. Um, they'll they'll just lose those couple of early wickets, I think, because they'll go too hard on a difficult pitch, and they won't quite know what a good score is. And I think the same could happen for both sides. So whoever bats first, um, that that could be a massive risk for them. So yeah, chasing is is definitely. Uh, what I would prefer uh, Roy Sharma to do if he wins the toss. Right, we'll take another short break here and uh, we'll be back on the other side.
2: If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements. By following us on social media at ninety nine nine four DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation.
0: So sorry, I'm not going to ask you for any predictions about India versus England, but but where <laughs> no. do you just finally on this one? Where do you think the game will be won and lost?
1: As I said, in the power plays, India is batting in the power plays, and you know uh, if India get off to ten for three, ten for two, even. Um, it's going to come down to the power play because in this match you have to get off to a good start and you can't like you can't let your team play catch up. Um, Virat Kohli, Suryakumar like even there's, a, they are superhumans you can say but you know even there's a limit to what they can and can't do and it's time that KL Rahul Rohit Sharma you know play those impactful knocks they have a they have 50s in this tournament but it's not really been impactful knocks and yeah for India if they are to lose the game or win the game it's down to how they go in the power play overs And if it doesn't work out, you know, you can easily run out the England batters at the non-strikers end or take an early advantage because Ashwin, they have been very vocal about saying they won't do that. And Ashwin said, I will take advantage of it. So, you know, yeah, you can just easily not back up, just be out of your crease because you know that you're not going to get run out. So I'd say take full advantage. I would love it. It's it. if yeah. Josh Butler
0: was batting, he obviously he's going to open and if Ashwin came on to bowl in the power play.
1: Yeah.
0: And just, even if Butler was in his crease, just sort of pulled away and had a cheeky little look just to get the crowd yeah. into it, just like he did the other day, didn't he? Who who was it the other day?
1: Miller, I Miller. Think. Miller,
0: yeah. Actually, I mean, Miller probably could have got back in time. Anyway, he, was, then he, he wasn't kind of that mm. far out of his crease. But by the time Ashwin kind of pulled away, hmm. he was just a couple of inches out, wasn't he? And Ashwin didn't
1: yeah. go
0: for it, um, which and was interesting. The, the
1: ball was, uh, in his other hand, I think he was bowling around the wicket or something. So it would have been tougher for him. Yeah.
0: So uh, <laughs> it, it got the crowd into it, is what I'm saying. So that that would be absolute scenes, wouldn't it, if that happened um, early on in that match. Just get Ashwin on in the power play. He might bowl in the power play because of the conditions and because the ball's spinning. He's done that numerous times before for... Various sides that he's played for uh, over see the for years.
1: Steep for for the death, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could save an extra over for Arshtip at the death as well, going that way. Although Arshtip has been swinging it round corners, hasn't he? So you need to make the most of that as well. So we shall see. We shall see what, what happens. I, I think it's going to be India's... Well, I think it's going to be a battle between the spinners, really. Who, Which spin attack can, can bowl the best against... Uh, each particular batting lineup, as well, and who copes best uh, with the spinners—the the spin threat, whether it be Ashwin and Jaihel or Ashwin and Akshar, or all three—I don't think they'll play all three, but you never know. Um, or the the England trio as well—if uh, they bowl all three once again, uh, they'll certainly play all three. Um, so I think that's that's probably the crucial battle. But it's been weird, hasn't it? This last couple of days there's been no cricket (laughs) two days without any international uh, cricket here. And uh, we've been so used to matches every day that um, it's, it's been a weird one. There'll be an extra day now for India to wait, of course, because uh, there's the small matter of New Zealand versus Pakistan in the other semi. How do you see that one going Pakistan? I think with, with all the momentum and the feel good factor, New Zealand with the, well, we'll just fly under the radar and we'll just do our business and, just doing what they do in icc tournaments again
1: yeah uh pakistan's openers like indias they've been um a huge disappointment babar strike rate of 51 this tournament has a uh, um, 51 in the power plays has an average of around 7 has been dismal terrible form even rizwan's strike rate has been uh, under the scanner, but then, you know, I, yeah, last episode we had spoken about how they would, were the, were Pakistan's biggest trends, and now suddenly, you know, they are the weak lin- links, but if you get them early, then they have a, a middle order that has been firing, and you, you just, you just never know what to expect of Pakistan. Um, someone uh, in one of the YouTube comments, someone said that I think Sarah is happy and her WhatsApp group is happy that Pakistan have qualified to the semi-finals. I don't know what that meant, but uh, it's just, you know, something like Pakistan just bring with them that unpredictable factor. And they're just, uh, you know, the... It makes the tournament exciting just having them around because uh, they just waited for the last moment, the whole Mr. Bean scandal or scandal or whatever you want to call it. I love that, Pat Bean. I
0: love that. I mean, that Zimbabwe fan, he was was like really genuinely angry that they sent this fake Mr. Bean. It was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: it's just Pakistan who does all of this, so...
0: Uh, I hope all those journalists, um, so called journalists, the, those ones, um, even with the blue ticks, like I say, uh, I hope they can have an objective view of this semi final. So, if New Zealand win, it's not all yeah. scam and scandal and the BCCI has done it or whatever. Concentrate on your own house, is what I'd say. Just be objective, yeah. be a journalist, call it as it is don't start you know coming out with all this crap um, on social media to you know a lot of a lot of them have got quite a significant following as well and and people eat all this stuff up don't they Um, so you know just just let's let's hope for a good game between the two and and a fair game and no controversy created by these uh, so-called journalists if uh, Pakistan were to lose that one I've got a feeling though that it's going to be, I mean, wouldn't it be great, India, Pakistan? But then it would be great, Don't say but it. then it wouldn't be great Don't either. Say <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Let's see. I mean, it could yeah. be England, New Don't Zealand again. It. Whatever, yeah. but whatever happens, right? It's there's so many stories, aren't there? Because if it's England and Pakistan, for example, they played the 1992 World Cup final in Australia. So mm. England going for that revenge, so to speak. There's England, New Zealand, which repeat of the ODI World Cup final 2019. You know, Black Caps tying that game and losing out on the boundary count and and all that controversy. So that could be a good chance for revenge. Um, you know, it, India versus Pakistan. I mean, doesn't doesn't really get much bigger than that, does it? So um, you know, repeat of the Even seven in India, New final. Would be- yeah, India, yeah. New Zealand, World Test Championship final, right? So they've they've all got these little histories, haven't they? All these matchups, and India, New Zealand, obviously India, not just with the World Test Championship final. Okay, well that's red ball cricket; it's it's completely different. But the fact that India just never seemed to beat New Zealand in these tournaments. Oh, three was the last time, and you know it's been nineteen long years of just coming up against New Zealand and just getting hammered most times by them so um you know another chance for revenge as well so there's there's nice rivalries whatever happens and whoever is in that final there's nice little backstories to this um so so it's a great it's all set up uh for Melbourne on Sunday but before that of course New Zealand versus Pakistan and then for us the big one India versus England I will just touch on something briefly as well before we sign off I'm obviously born and bred in England um there's a lot of people like me who support India and uh you know a lot of you listening will be aware of the the Tebbit test Norman Tebbit old politician conservative back in the 60s 70s whenever it was just a bit of a prick really um a bit of a racist and um I've actually interviewed him for the BBC he's like I don't know how old he is now he's probably like in his late 80s or 90s or whatever he's but he's still got those views that If you want to come to this country, and this was like when there was mass immigration happening from East Africa and people of Indian descent coming in the 60s and 70s, then the real test of whether you're British and you've integrated into society is to support the England cricket team which is a load of rubbish because if he moved to India, he wouldn't then start supporting India and disown England, would he? Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's a stupid thing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, because the people didn't disown their team when they came to this country, it gets passed down, doesn't it? You you know, your mothers and your fathers mm-hmm. pass the teams down to you and, you know, you feel as – I feel as, as English as anybody here, you know. It doesn't matter what skin colour they have, what background they have. I'm sort of British Indian. That's how I describe myself um so the british part is massive um but you know supporting your cricket team he wouldn't say that to italian immigrants would he about supporting italy's football team which they do what about the irish as well so you know he's he's just an idiot with outdated views and he's still got those views when i interviewed him that Oh, you're a, you're a curious fellow, he called me for, for deciding to support India. And he just didn't understand the argument. But anyway, the point I'm making is there's thousands and thousands of people like me who support India. There's thousands and thousands of Pakistan fans who are born in England, Sri Lankans, Bangladeshis, whatever. So, you know, there'll, there'll be a lot of support for both India and Pakistan here in England as well. I've seen it. I've seen the excitement building. I was at a family uh, birthday dinner on Saturday night. That's all anyone wanted to talk about, the T20 World Cup, about India, about are they going to do it, can they beat England, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it's you know, it's, the excitement is building and, um, you know, I, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. I, I just want Thursday to come around quickly and and maybe yeah. by Thursday – it could be Pakistan in the final as well, so that would be even even sweeter for that, everyone who wants India versus Pakistan, both here and around the world.
1: Yeah, just a small thing on what you said a few days ago. Someone from England, some I think woman cricketer from England, I'm not sure who, someone from England uh, just posted, you know, how lucky are you to have Virat Kohli in your team? Like, you know, we are jealous of uh, Indians having Virat Kohli in their team. So, so it's, you know, like England are... They are going back. They are supporting Virat Kohli, and so why don't we support? Like we can support whoever we want because yeah. Wasn't your a, wasn't it a Pakistan fan as well? Him.
0: But wasn't there that Pakistan fan who had a India flag above his house a few years ago because he was a Dhoni yeah. fan or something? And he was and he got arrested, lynched, didn't he? Yeah, basically yeah. got arrested. And yeah, I mean, there's there's other controversy. We don't want to get into all that controversial stuff. But yeah, you can support yeah. who you like. Where you like, and it's not as if I'm just picking a random team and saying I hate everything about England. I don't. I love England. It's my home. But when it comes to cricket, you know my ancestors are from India, and I'm going to stick with them. And uh, by the way, for uh, English cricket and the ECB, if you wanted to clean up your act and, and all these counties with all the racism scandals as well, that's another reason why we we probably don't support England. Um, sort sort your mm. own house out as well. Um, and I've I've been a victim of that in. Uh, uh, academies when I was growing up as well so so I know the score so that's another reason why British Asians don't really support England uh, as much um, but anyway we'll leave all that to one side we'll hope for two good semi-finals and uh, from our point of view for for everyone listening to this podcast hopefully India can make it through uh, to uh, another ICC World T20 final T20 World Cup I should say. But right, anyway, we've run over our time a little bit. Sarah, thank you as always. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and do join us next time. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Nikesh Rugani and at Swaris16. Never miss out. Join our 24 7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994 DM. Cricket every day, your way.
3: Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible.